What's up, guys, and welcome to the Toby Agency Podcast Network. We just launched our third show called Entrepreneurship Sucks, hosted by Andrew Hong, CEO of Toby Agency. If you've ever wondered what the not-so-obvious personal challenges of being an entrepreneur are, you should definitely check out this insightful podcast. You can also listen to new episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. For more information and content like this, head over to tobyagency.co slash podcast. It's really hasn't been about like, oh, let's market the brand or use this as a way to market to new clients. Like, so we did the podcast more to have fun, you know, and to connect with other interesting people that we had in our network, but then also some people outside of our network. So, you know, we didn't know Sean Foley or Chris Como or Cameron McCormick or, you know, the, the, the top golf coaches of the world. And the podcast was a, a great way to connect with them. That's Leo Rooney, co-founder and director of performance at Urban Golf Performance. On this episode, we sit down and talk to Leo about how Urban Golf Performance has changed the way to think about sports performance training and coaching, and how the podcast they started for fun has now become a community builder by adding value. This is Lights, Camera, Grow. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Lights, Camera, Grow podcast. My name is Jared. I am here with Andrew, and today we have... Leo Rooney from Urban Golf Performance. Welcome to the show, Leo. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for taking some time to uh, chat with us today. So Leo is the Director of Performance at Urban Golf Performance. A lot of performance going on there. Leo is also the, the co-host of the Urban Golf Podcast. Um, that's UGP's branded podcast, which focuses on golf, business, life, and kind of everything in between, as, uh, as we've heard from it. And actually, I'm going to let Andrew take that away because I actually don't golf, so I'm the, <laughs> the worst person in the room to talk about it. Um, yeah, why don't you tell the audience what uh, yeah. Urban Golf Performance actually so, is? So, Leo, I'm actually a, a student at UGP, and um, you know we kind of met through a mutual friend, Lee. So, shout out to Lee if you're listening out there. Um, That's right. But you know, UGP to me, I kind of consider it, and you know, after meeting all the coaches at UGP, um, it's sort of sort of seen as like the next level of golf coaching, right? Sometimes you go to a driving range, and there's that pro there that all he does is kind of work with you on the with your game on the range. But I think what UGP does is you guys kind of focus on all aspects of the game and we know how hard this game is, right? So it's not just about the golf swing, it's about fitness, recovery, equipment and club building and obviously the mental part of the game, whether you're a pro or an amateur <laughs> is a pretty big part Nutrition of it. Nutrition as well, I imagine? Yeah, there, yeah. There's, there's some of that yeah. there, yep. That's part of the fitness, I think, yep. So um, I don't know, Leo, is that a good description of like who you guys are and kind of what you guys do? Yeah, I mean, look, it's it, there's a lot of moving parts, but it's kind of like mixing Equinox with Four Seasons with, you know, the Stanford, you know, college team. Um, so imagine, you know, you're, you imagine joining the Stanford men's golf team or women's golf team and you have a whole team behind you helping you out. You have the, you know, the resources and the locate, you know, the buildings and the courses and everything kind of at your disposal. And so it's a very unique, uh, way to get introduced to golf performance. Um, because you have a coach, you have a trainer, you have a physical therapist, you have a club fitter, you have a builder, you have a mental coach all in one place. So it's very convenient. Um, and then we make it all about uh, the client. You know, we care a lot about 
the experience. You know, from the second you pull up into the parking lot, um, you are going to feel different. We want to make you feel different. It's really about the experience um, throughout the whole time you're there. So it should feel like you're going to this golf performance oasis in the middle of the city um, and kind of, you know, you get away from the normal busy life um, and, uh, and, and you meet this incredible team. I mean, we have three locations now in, here in Southern California and, uh, you know, I'm very biased, but I, I really believe that we have the best golf performance team in the world. And, um, and so we focus a lot on hospitality and, and taking care of our clients. Yeah, it's great. I think I've I've taken some golf lessons here and there in the past and the way you kind of describe the experience is sort of exactly what I've sort of felt, right? It, it's uh I, I go to the one in Sepulveda and uh the West LA location and you're right, yeah. it is kind of a an oasis away from LA, even just driving through the gates of that little compound you have there. Yeah. And as you go into the hitting bays, it kind of, you know, with all the track mid and everything kind of lined up, it definitely feels like you're stepping like outside of the city. So that's a really interesting description. Um, how would you yeah, describe? Think, yeah, go ahead. No, and I think I was just going to add there, like, you know, the first assessment is usually kind of what we're known for in the hallmark is, you know, we, we sit down with each player and, we ask them, you know, why do you play golf? And it's not just like, oh, because I think it's fun. It's like, why do you actually play golf? Like, what is the deeper reason why you even play the game? And when you go deep in that question, you get to pretty cool places. And you mm-hmm. might have to ask why a couple of times. Um, and so it's a, you know, you don't really get that anywhere else. So, you know, um, and, and then the next question might be like, why do you want to improve? That seems like a trivial, you know, obvious question, but actually it's not really, you know, sometimes you, you want to get better because you want to, you know, play with your son or, or beat your father-in-law, or you don't want to look like an idiot going to Bel Air Country Club or, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> or you, um, you know, you, you have this, you know, social pressure from your, you know, you know, uh, you know, buddy group or something right like there everybody has different reasons and when you get down to it you get to this very intrinsic like motivating um reason and so we try and really you know get to the get to the bottom of it and and uh from there you can you can accomplish really cool things but i think people don't you know zoom out and think about okay why do i even play the game why do i want to improve um, because it's just like, oh, I play golf and it's fun and whatever. But like, let's actually talk about it. And so that's what happens in the first um, session. And then we, we create a, a structured way for you to improve your game. Um, and we attack it from all angles so that you improve much faster. It's funny that you mentioned that because when I went in for my assessment, I said exactly that. I want to play more golf with my dad, right? It's the one it's the one sport that we can kind of play together and spend four or five hours together, you know? Um, and, and the second, the more motivating factor was, is he's got to stop beating me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, imagine how, how much more powerful that is, you know? And if, if, and so every time you go in there, you're like, I know why I'm doing this and I know why, you know, I paid for the service, you know, because that's an actual good reason. 
Like, I don't want anybody to play golf because, you know, they feel forced to or I have to because of work or this or that. Like, you know, we, you know, we want to get you excited about the game. And that's why we, you know, Mac Todd, who started it, designed the facilities the way he designed. It's fun. It's the music is pumping. There's a vibe. You know, it's very, very un-golf like, you know. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. You know, uh, my wife, for example, doesn't really like golf, but she loves to come to UGP and, and take a, you know, take a session with one of our coaches because it's fun and it's cool. You know, usually taking a lesson at some driving range is not very cool. You know, yeah, it's pretty stuffy and it's not uh, it's not very exciting, unfortunately. So we're trying to to really change that. Yeah, I think in the age of like social media and all just content and branded content, you're starting to, I think that becomes kind of a, like a gateway drug into golf when you see, you know, the younger guys like Colin, right. That who you guys have worked with and you've got guys like Ricky Fowler who have, you know, been on the tour for a long time, but they kind of have this, there's a cultural element to like what they bring to the game for some of the younger players out there. And I think as you you start looking at contents and more people are able to connect with the game in a different way that might be outside of Golf Digest or the typical ways anybody's been able to engage with the game. So you have cool YouTube channels like, you know, Eric Lang and all those other guys who are, you know, taking a different approach to like shedding some light on the game. And I think golf is always it's always, you know, finding like people to play the game has always been a challenge for golf. And it's always been about getting younger generations into it. Right. And even Jared says like, I don't play golf and maybe there's yeah. sometimes this like psychological yeah, like, barrier yeah. no, to no, entry. It, Cause it you totally has been like, you got to wear like a polo shirt. Yeah. You gotta, like, you know, dress well. On the yeah. Course, it was never, never stuffy. my speed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. now like that's, I think it's loosening up a little bit. And I think yeah. companies like UGP, or a good a good example of that. Yeah, because it's not only pushing what you know, it's pushing you guys into a, a different category, but it's pushing the sport forward, right? Yep. And yep. it's it's energizing it in a in a different fashion. And it eventually somebody's gonna come to UGP as a kid, right? And then end up on the tour yeah. and be like a hit. And then like that's gonna be like, you know, the LeBron James version of a golfer or whatnot, right? Yeah. It's gonna be, you know, like Tiger Woods obviously broke the the mold on a lot of things, but what's the next level of that? And it could be created in in a fashion like this. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you know, what I love about uh, UGP, you know, we you know, like you mentioned there, we we've helped Colin Markova, who has won three times now and won the major earlier this year, but but we also work with complete beginners. And we, you know, we train the UCLA men's golf team. Like there's a whole range. And, uh, and what we see, what we've seen in the pandemic here is that golf is just taking off and you have beginners that are just taking up the game that, that you never thought would play golf. Like, you know, in our new location, we have the son of a, of a, uh, a really, uh, prominent president from a different country, for example, and so, you know, you know, you you see this person, and there's like no way that this person would have taken up golf if it weren't for his buddy who has been coming in and was like, "Hey, I know you've never thought about golf, but like this place is cool. Yeah, you should try it out." And then he comes in, and you know, never touched a golf club before, and uh, and he gets new clubs, and he gets on a program. And then, like, you know, we have another guy who's a really famous actor that you would never 
never ever think would play golf uh, because of the movies that he's been in and directing. Yeah. And he's like in there three times a week, like nice. training and co- you know, like so. There's this very interesting kind of trend um, where, and this is what Mac told me when I when I started, and I I never really believed him until later. We went to like a restaurant, I don't mean like Bandera maybe or something like that, and and he was like Leo, everyone in this whole restaurant is a good client for UGP, like a good client prospect, and I was like, wow, like you know, 90% of them probably never play golf. And so it changed my whole perspective. And now I see it. Um, Everyone is a client because UGP is not about, you know, targeting golfers. Actually, hardcore golfers are not necessarily the best best clients. Yeah, exactly, right? right? Right. Too much baggage they carry with them, right? (laughs) And they sometimes, you know, they think they got it down and they have some coach somewhere. Yeah, so... It's yeah. the beginner's mindset, right? That can be sometimes the most uh, the the most refreshing kind of student to have, right? Yeah. They just want to soak yeah. everything up as a sponge. They're willing to be coached. They want to listen, right? Exactly. Um, cool. Well, let's talk yeah. a little bit about your podcast because that's actually in my journey to actually becoming a customer of UGP. The podcast was actually something that I touched along that journey. Right. Yeah. And um, I'm kind of curious, you know, as in our agency, we focus a lot on brands that do podcasts and are successful at it because we think that podcasting is kind of the blog 2.0, if you would. Right. Like no one has time to read anymore. Everyone is on the go. We have broadband on our cell phones so that we can stream anything from anywhere from the technical side search algorithms yeah. are changing like all the keywords don't matter anymore. yeah exactly right so um you know i i for me as i you know i obviously knew lee and i had a kind of an, an, a, a thought or some awareness about ugp um and then i found out that you guys had a, a podcast because i think i saw you guys brought on Sean Foley on there and then Doc Rivers was on there. I was like, wow, you guys are bringing on some pretty like celebrity kind of guests. They have some really interesting insights, not only about golf, but life. And, you know, I always kind of equate golf as kind of an analogy to life in a lot of ways <laughs> and how difficult it is. Right. Um, but I started listening to the podcast and I was like, man, I really like these guys view not just on golf, but just kind of on the world, you know, and I'm like, I want to reach out to them, learn more about them. And, you know, eventually I end up becoming a customer. And to me, that kind of is a interest. I always use myself as an example when I'm being marketed to because I am a marketer. Right. And um, I just saw that podcast as being just a really good content medium to learn more about who you are more so than from your website or your sales brochures or whatever I've seen in the past, even talking to Lee. So what, what actually gave you guys the inspiration or maybe you just thought of it out of the blue to come up with a podcast and to start putting the effort into it. Yeah. So, you know, I had a podcast for about three years in college, um, with my Swedish, um, uh, friend who we were on the golf team together and, uh, we, you know, we were struck because there's a nine hour time difference to Sweden. So we were like uh, having to Skype our friends and family, you know, and, and we were like, what if we just record a podcast and they can just listen to it? And it will be easier oh, nice. to oh, kind cool. of st- awesome. for them to kind of stay in contact with them. And so that's how it started. And for some reason, I don't know how we did it, but 
right off the bat, we got this huge following and, you know, we had, it's crazy to look back because we had like 12 to 14,000 listeners Wow! Um, uh, in Sweden and uh, we did it in Swedish. We went to a Baptist school. And so a lot of the topics were like how it is to, you know, come from a you know secular background in Sweden to yeah. come to a Baptist school in, sure. in yeah. America. And that was like, you know, I think we had a pretty young, young, um, you know, following and uh, and so because of that, we just kept it going for th- you know three years, um, and it was a lot of fun. And so I had some some uh, experience with with podcasting, and then me and Mac have always talked about it, and uh, and we had this opportunity to to get it going, and and we just um, we just started it. And you know, it, it's really it hasn't been about like oh let's market the brand or let's you know uh, you know let's uses as a way to market to new clients like we are very lucky in that we don't need marketing for new clients like we have this um the way mac created this whole brand was through word of mouth and so we have this incredible um you know i don't know how to explain it it's like we we spend zero dollars on marketing and um and it's just based on the, you know people's experiences uh, at UGP that they send everyone they know, and so we can't hire fast enough because uh, because the experience is just that good, you know. Um, so we did the podcast more uh, to ha- to have fun, you know, and to connect with other interesting people that we had in our network, but then also some people outside of our network. So. You know, we didn't know Sean Foley or Chris Como or Cameron McCormick or these, you know, the, the, the top golf coaches of the world. And the podcast was a, a great way to connect with them. Yeah, so, yep, for so sure. So the biggest value, honestly, so far has been that, you know, we have this hour, hour and a half with, the, with someone that, you know, we might not know. And after the 90 minutes, like, we know them so well. You know, we connect with them deeply. And and that's just because we're you know we 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 love talking about golf and and life and business, and and they I think you know the guests can feel that. And then a little tip tip uh, what we do after is we send this really nice gift package to them, uh, just thanking them. And so what what that has done is like all these top coaches or whatever um, other professionals they'll get that package and they're just blown away. And then they'll post that on Instagram yep, and there you go. <laughs> they'll wear the hat, they'll wear the shirt. Yep. And, you know, if they have kids, we'll send them kids shirts with Beautiful, you know, yeah. our logo on it. And, and the kids love our logo. So, um, so it's not, has, it has not been with like how many listeners do we have or, I, you know, we don't really care what we care about. It's like connecting with these people and then for our own staff to listen to it, actually, you know, that's been a big inspiration. It's like, um, you know, for, for them to kind of, cause we're 40 people now. And, you know, like you said, it was, you know, for you probably Andrew was like, here, I can get a, a look into kind of the, the back and uh, the, 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 the back office a little bit. Right. And yeah. you know, get to know these people behind this. Cause, uh, you know, we have been, um, very focused on just creating that experience for the last eight years. We haven't really been, in the in the in the spotlight at all yeah um, i think you guys doing know about us an amazing job at that because you know i i work with probably i've worked with probably four coaches 
Kyle, mm-hmm. Sheldon, Lewis, um, and one more, one of my fitness coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think overall, just in creating that experience and it's, it's little things like we'll be on a group text together, right. With some yeah. of the coaches and they'll be like, Hey Andrew, you came in to do fitness yesterday and your back wasn't moving very well. So, you know, take it easy in the Bay, you know, when you're going to do some, you know, some sessions, mm-hmm. right. Or, you know, you're over cranking your wrist. So just be careful or have someone, have someone come and have Matt come in and take a look at it. Right. When yeah. the next time you're in, those like tiny little communications that sort of happen with the customer, I call them yeah. micro communications, but they have yeah. such a huge impact on the overall customer experience. And I think what you're trying to do is we need people to continue buying packages, right? Like if we did a good job with you, then they're going to continue to keep working with us to improve our game. And I feel like those little tiny micro communications just feel like you don't need to actually be there to get the customer experience, if that makes yeah. sense. You know? Yeah, we tried to pile on as much value as possible so that, you know, the price seems like a joke. I mean, you know, because we can add so much value outside of the session, actually. And uh, what you're talking about is we, we call it double or triple conversations is where, you know, the coach and trainer and sometimes the therapist will will talk about the client in front of the client. And that, those are the most powerful things. Um, you know, it could be two minutes. And it's like, hey, Andrew's been struggling in his backswing, so we worked on this and this and that. And then Sheldon goes, okay, so we're going to work on backswing loading into in the, in the gym. And it's like, oh, I get it. I understand now why I need to train to improve faster in the bay. It's not yeah. like this is golf and that's fitness. It's all connected. Yeah. And so that that way I can move along faster in my development. So. Yeah, it's, yeah it's so these really kind cool of concepts for all the listeners that are out there on your podcast, you typically do you stay away from these types of concepts or do you try to focus more on the business life sort of parts of it? Or it really just depends on the guests and where the conversation goes. Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, Mac and I don't plan too much, you know, yeah. in the podcast. We just kind of we have some questions that we like to touch on, but. Uh, we're just trying to, to talk to them and, and it's kind of like the analogy is just kind of playing a, a quick nine in the afternoon and, and, uh-huh. and talking about life, business and, and golf. And, um, you know, so it's, it's really different and we have a, a wide range of clients or, uh, guests and that's probably a weakness of the podcast, but like, we don't really care. You mm-hmm. know, we, you know, we've had some, some really unique characters on there, uh, like Rondel Barrio and Mark Wirtz, um, you know, the founder of American Rag. And Rondel Barrio is just a, a, the most, uh, the, the, the funniest golf pro, like, in the, in the country. And then we've had, you know, like Reed Dickens, who's the you know, CEO of LAGP and was yep. the uh, assistant press secretary under George W. Bush. Like, it's just, it's all over the place, but yeah. that's just because we... I mean, we just we talk to the people that we want to talk to, and um, and yeah, it's been great. It's been awesome. It's been really fun, and and that's really what we've been focusing on. It's like as long because we did like thirty episodes in in like uh, maybe forty days or something. Wow. wow. <laughs> um, you know, and because you know, right in the beginning of the pandemic, we're like, okay, well, 
you know, we're going to keep going here. And, um, and as long as we had fun, we were going to do it. But as, as soon as we felt like, oh, this is not fun. Then it's a lot of work to do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been great. Well, tell us a little bit about your production process, maybe, because I think you're doing everything in-house, right? And I yeah. guess for the other brands that are out there that might be considering doing a podcast in-house, um, what were some yeah. challenges that you had to kind of consider? I know you've got some, obviously, because you did a podcast before, you, you yourself have some audio editing chops, but um, yeah. what were some challenges that you faced in just getting it off the ground and just getting it launched? Yeah, you know, you know the the it has definitely changed a little bit since I was doing it in college. So you know, all the all the new tech and yeah. the the different microphones are just. But I love that stuff. So it was easy to research. And you know, nowadays it's like you know, you go on YouTube and you you know you can <laughs> yep. find videos of exactly you know what you, can you get need. an it's MBA like on simple. anything on YouTube, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it was fairly quick, and you know, we got some microphones. Um, uh, honestly, we just started in, in uh, GarageBand, and then we we you know Cindy O, who um, who's uh, kind of running our corporate office here, um, she 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 was like an outstanding player at Cal Berkeley, incredible. Um, she's now doing all the editing. She uses the script and Hindenburg, um, and and then we you know Mac and I we record locally, and we just go on Zoom and. Um, you know, it's been it's been pretty easy, honestly. Good. Um, yep. And we've been trying to do the transcript so that we can post that on our website. Um, and uh, yeah, so so the production has been fairly easy. We've we've noticed that it's easier to record the podcast almost remotely not in the same place. Yep, we yeah. found that too. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is kind of weird, right? But um, but yeah, it's been working really well to just be in two different spots, you know, in the pandemic. And um, yeah, you know, with, with very little money and investment, the quality has been pretty decent yep. most of the time. And I then, would say so, yeah. You know, and then Zoom just records the other, the guests on the other side and it's been it's been working pretty well. Yeah, depending How, on the guest's Wi-Fi and uh, oh yeah, that's and, always and the variable, right? That's always the variable. Yeah. You never know, yeah. so you can always put a disclaimer on there, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, quick question: I know, like, to you, it doesn't seem like it's been a lot of a process, but to a lot of other people that have never done a podcast, that seems like an extremely difficult process, especially if you've never had any background in working with audio mm -hmm. or just even hooking up a microphone, whether it's USB or to a sound card. Yeah. Um, so that to me, the time investment is obviously some kind of an investment. Um, and I know you said you haven't, you've put very little money into it, but obviously time is the other currency that you're using there. How do you feel it's actually elevated the brand pushing that as, you know, I mean, you are making somewhat of an investment, but do you feel like it has elevated the brand? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been great for culture, you know, internally. Uh, you know, all the staff listens to most of the episodes, which is great. And some of the episodes are always like the last episode we posted was actually kind of an internal uh, episode about recruiting. Um, our biggest challenge in our business is recruiting and finding quality people. And so um, that's also one of the reasons why we have interviewed um, a couple of college coaches, because we want the college coaches to listen to the podcast so that they can then uh, spread it to other college coaches and then them knowing that, oh, UGP is a great place to work for an ex-college ex, ex 
college players. So my seniors graduating, I'll send them to UGP to work there. So there's there's a there's definitely like a, a plan and a purpose, and it kind of comes back to recruiting. Um, and then that you know obviously you know uh, the credibility and the, kind of the authority I guess you would say in, in the golf performance industry has elevated us um, tremendously because you know these big names they they knew that we were around here on the west coast they didn't know who was behind it really or you know they didn't really know what we were doing so for them to understand like oh this is mac and leo yep they could kind of understand like oh now i get it like this is why they have three locations and you know they have the biggest golf performance team in the world like there yeah yeah you're not just another golf school and out in southern california with a cool logo yeah. right <laughs> a guy yeah. walking on the golf course yeah, yeah, yeah. talking lessons yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah so that so the, it's you know that's a huge value and we haven't seen the the res- end results of that yet but but just having you know i'm texting with chris como now and like you know you never know where that leads it's just it's just good to to put ourselves on the map and like i said before we purposely haven't put ourselves on the map because um, we were so invested in creating a team and a culture that takes really, really hard work and a long time. And so people knew about us, but they didn't know kind of what went into to creating a team of 40 working together. It's like, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's, uh, the reason why we don't have any competitors in our category is because it's you have to be crazy to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's really um, hard to recreate. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it is. The people element, there's a personality thing to it, right? Everyone's got a different personality. Yeah. And to get everyone to align with a culture that is, you know, we're a service business too, right? Like we mm-hmm. service yeah. our clients. They pay us for our knowledge and our time, just like they pay yeah. you guys, right? And there are so many variables. It's the personality of the person teaching. It's the personality of the person being instructed. And, you know, again, like yeah. having worked with between four and six people now there, there is a very consistent personality experience that I get with everybody, right? Everyone's on the yeah. same page, have the same attitude, you know, and the same kind of commitment to like, that level of customer service or customer experience. Yeah. So I think you guys have great. done an awesome job at doing that. And I think no matter whether you're a golf school or an agency or fortune 500 yeah, company, yeah. I think building culture is probably the most difficult thing at a company yeah, to do, for sure. you know? And I love it. I mean, I feel like I have my dream job to be in charge of that yeah. uh, together with Mac and, you know, it's, you know, when you walk into UGP, it's like, oh man, this is awesome, and this this looks like cool and pretty simple, and like uh, you know, people, you know, we have a lot of people that want to work for us, but they they don't necessarily know what goes into it, yeah. And so, like, we, you know, the first day we have four new people starting next week, for example, and uh, in our we call it Q school, you know, qualifying yeah, school, nice. and our onboarding training, yeah, yeah nice, and uh, and uh, you know they get feedback on their eye contact, their handshake, you know, their body oh, language. Oh, nice. That's you know, great. like everything. And so that's not very comfortable. <laughs> like, like, nope. you know, the way you sit in the chair matters and the way you, you know, the way you stand and where you're pointing and, you know, it's like, 
we go so deep into it. So it's not like what you experienced, Andrew. It's not like a, you know, it's not an accident. Coincidence. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, an accident, right? <laughs> we worked really hard so to many, do that. <laughs> so many hours went into just, you know, getting one person to give a good tour in the facility. You know, we do hundreds of reps. So it's like, and the tone and the volume and how you speak and how you act, like it's, it's a really, um, it's it's an art form and it, it takes a long time to train and I swear, and man, it's, only it's, golfers would have that kind of meticulous attention to these <laughs> tiny little details that matter because you know yeah. I I keep telling Jared yeah. like you know golf is a game of millimeters and inches and um you know the details really matter you know like your yeah. where your foot is like you know where your hand position is if it's off by an inch or a millimeter or whatever yeah. it can drastically change things and. I think your guys' sure. attention to detail on these cultural things is probably uh, a byproduct of your games too, right? And the kind of attention, yeah, to detail a little bit, yeah. Spend, like right? you never yeah. see, like you rarely see a really good golfer with like a uh, a dirty bag and dirty clubs. Yeah, yeah, you know? a sloppy scratch golfer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And you know, it's it, you know, we um, you know, we have shower, private showers in our facilities and everything, and so we have a lot of towels. And our culture is to clean, right? Like everyone cleans. Nobody's above cleaning. That's right. And yeah. and we have, you know, towel rolling championships. You know, nice. the one so, you know, it's a it's a huge deal. Like who rolls the best towel? Like who rolls the the, the, the tightest towel that feels great, you know, and that you know was you know, there's a lot of care and 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 intention to roll that towel. That's right. Because yeah. that bleeds over to everything else. And so it's so weird because the best performers are also the best towel rollers because it's all mindset. And so um, that's the culture. It's just, and so, you know, that's why, you know, you know, people will call us a cult and all these things. And we, <laughs> now, now it's like just a compliment, but it's just because we care a lot and uh, we're very passionate about what we do. And so, you can't just come in and think that you're going to work here if if you don't want to put in the you know a full effort. So that's how Apple got to a trillion or whatever. Yeah, you know, like that's yeah. very very similar. That's right, similar culture. Yeah, um, yeah, it's clean. It got to be clean. Yeah. Um. So going jump jumping back to the podcast a little bit. What yeah. are your plans for the future of the podcast? I know you're kind of like in this like free range of like it, anything goes, but do you guys have any plans for it? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, I think we're just going to keep going. Um, you know, we have a big guest on Monday and, uh, it's just, I think, uh, I think we would love to get into maybe video eventually and do, you know, kind of a video setup with the guests actually there. Um, you know, there's a lot of people showing interest and want, wants to work with us um, so as long as it doesn't disrupt, you know, our mission and vision, which is to continue to build locations and, and grow this team, uh, you know, Mac and I would love to do it. And so, yeah, the plan is to continue, um, as we have, uh, and then obviously try and just get better and, and, uh, uh, you know, our, our marketing around it is still not, you know, amazing, but, but, um, What's cool is that like the people that are in the industry know about it and they listen to it and they send us send us messages and that's really what we care about. You know, we could if we wanted to create a product that was more for the mass masses, it would it would sound and, and look very different. Um, 
So, but yeah, so that's the plan. And yeah, we're definitely open to video in the future and, and, and getting more kind of, um, more of a content strategy down. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think one of the big mistakes that we see some brands think about podcasting in, in the sense that they are like, we need to touch everybody. This needs to be Joe Rogan. And what you just articulated there is exactly what it should be. It needs to be very niche. It needs to be to the audience that you want to talk to. Yeah, you, have you know, audience. whether you're trying to sell to them or not, you just need to get into that niche deeper to the audience that you want to talk to. So I think the way you're thinking about it right there is, is right on point. Yeah. A good example, Leo, is like there's a, a marketing technology company we work with called HubSpot. And we did a podcast with their VP of marketing and they do a podcast for themselves. They're a public company, you know, multi-billion dollar market cap public company. And when their VP was talking about launching their podcast, she basically was saying that, you know, the first thing we always think about with the podcast, even outside of the content strategy is just who's, who's the audience we're trying to reach. Right. And for HubSpot at the time, they were trying to reach like CMOs or chief marketing officers or ver a very niche group of executives, right? And for you guys, that's great that, you know, you're trying to be known within the community for yeah. this podcast. And it sounds like you're bringing the right guests on and yeah, getting and the right traction. So. Right. The second part of that is you're touching those higher connections, you know, obviously getting them, having them come on the podcast, but then they're going to share it with their higher connections and their community. So, the, the point of a podcast should be to build the community. And I think you guys are approaching it like perfectly. Yeah, it's cool. Like I got a message yesterday from someone that, you know, is is a pretty niche guy, um, you know, from D Golf WRX. And, oh, nice. you know, yeah. him, him, him saying that, you know, he really like what a great job we've been doing with the podcast. That means so much more than, you know, a thousand people yeah uh, exactly. because i know that that's going to create whatever that is going to create you know whether that's t him talking to other people in the industry or you know it's it's way more impactful um and then the other effect that is 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 kind of i guess forgotten is that me and mac are, are learning from all these people <laughs> Totally. You know, like, yeah, you know, yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, Doc Rivers on coaching is gold. I mean, right, like, right. Yep. how do you, you know, and, and it's and it's free for us. I mean, it's like it's it's crazy. I mean, yep. so we get we, you know, selfishly, we learn a lot from our guests and they love it and we love it. It's like a win win. So yeah. um, whether it's talking about business, I mean, it was so many takeaways that we've had in these like 50 episodes that we've done so it's like it's a yeah it's i mean the the upside is is tremendous um just from a from an educational standpoint as well leo it's been great to have you on the podcast and um certainly more interesting to learn more aspects about ugp and i think you guys are really on the cutting edge of like bringing a lot more awareness to this game um i think we're at a crossroads now with this game in a way where, because, because of COVID, in fact, it's yeah. gotten just so much more attention and, um, you know, I, part of it is just being in the right place at the right time. And it sounds like you've built the culture, you've built the process, you've built the brand. And now with, you know, a lot more attention being, you know, shed on this game, it sounds like you guys are in a really good place to grow. So, uh, congrats. So that's been really great to see what you guys have done. I appreciate it. And uh, I guess the only thing I would say if if anybody's listening that are thinking about starting a podcast, I think 
you know, and this might not be good advice. It's just kind of how how we did it. It's always good advice. It's like, <laughs> you know, just I, I would recommend if you're really serious about it, like actually get into it a little bit, you know, uh, you know, do your own research, understand what, you know, all the parts to it, because I think sometimes it's like easy to just outsource everything. Yeah. Yep. But I, I think that it's good to kind of get a little bit nerdy on the front end. Understand right. the microphones. Like I'm looking at your sure microphones there. I'm like, oh, I wish I could have those microphones <laughs> here. Um, you know, and because I know all about it because I researched it. And so, and then editing the first couple of episodes yourself to understand, yep. like, yep. you know, what is this medium and what's the format? And then once you got it, you know, um, then you can start to outsource and and find. Um, uh, ways to make it more efficient, but I think it's important that you kind of get nerdy and get into it yourself before, uh, yeah, before just getting right. lazy. Yep. Yeah, I would agree a hundred percent. All right. One last question. What yeah. are your top three podcasts that you're listening to right now? Ooh, good question. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we'll take out the Swedish ones. Um, <laughs> You know, that's a great question. I have so many. I'm, uh, you know, I'm driving a lot, so I do a lot of um, audiobooks. Um, you know, I, uh, I I listen to Joe Rogan uh, with certain certain um, certain uh, guests. Um, I uh, I'm a big Formula One fan, so I listen to a lot of F1 fan uh, podcasts. Um, you know, I love. Um, I actually love Conan O'Brien's podcast. Nice. Oh yeah, uh, nice. Yeah, it's incredible. Yep. Um, he's just—I mean, he's even funnier. I think on in that format than on TV. Just there's, hilarious. There's no and, rails and, to, to yeah, hold yeah, in, exactly. <laughs> He's—I mean, he's just crazy. And Conan he goes, I mean, and you know, he only bring—he only—you can tell he only like invites the guests that he really likes. Yeah. And so the whole episode is just them laughing. Uh, which is really great. Um, I like Story Brand by Donald Miller. Um, you know, Building a Story Brand is a book that I, we read um, a while back about, you know, using stories for, uh, to kind of build your brand. Um, and there's a couple like How I Built This I love. Um, Coaching for Leaders is another one that I like. Um, but yeah, those 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 would be the three. Nice, cool, it's amazing, cool. Yeah. Thanks, Leo, for being on. This has been amazing. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to join us. And of course, uh, thank you. Yeah, we, we we had a pleasure having you on. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Leo. Thanks for joining us on this episode, and thanks to Leo for being our guest. Also, a shout out goes to our production team who put this together. And if you're interested in anything related in the business realm or what it takes to run your own business, you should check out the latest podcast on the Toby Agency Podcast Network called Entrepreneurship Sucks, hosted by Andrew Hong. Don't forget, you can check out all of our podcasts if you head on over to tobyagency.co. And if you like this episode, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend. We'll catch you on the next one.